Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Today is Thursday, April 14th. It was a hot one this past week. I don't know if you guys felt it around the country, wherever you lived. I'm not sure, but it was hot last week. Like, really, really scorching hot. And now, this week, it cooled down. Now, I'm not a... I'm not a scientist, I'm not a uh, meteorologist, I'm not a climatologist, I'm nothing like that. But I would say that that was weird. That was odd. Now I'm happy that it is back to cooler weather for the time being, but I mean that was rough, right? That was like priming us for summer, I feel like. I feel like this summer is going to be hot as heck, or hot as H-E double hockey stick. Really, really hot, actually. I feel like it's going to be a warm, warm summer. And um, that one day last week, I believe it was Thursday, that felt incredibly, incredibly hot. I think it reached 96 in California some places. I got to tell you, man, I'm not ready for 110 plus. Can you? I mean, can you imagine that? I don't want to, but, you know, it's coming, so we might as well prepare, right? Like... The fact that we have weather that can reach 110, 111, 100, you know, plus temperatures and we survive in it. And we just decide, you know, what, we're going to live here. We're going to plop our ass here, set up our houses, build shit and we'll live here, right? You know, to the, for the beauty of technology, we have air conditioning and, you know, heating also that, you know, we could technically we can live anywhere we want as human beings. Now, if we were a different species like a uh uh, I don't know, like a turtle or a lizard or a squirrel or something, you know, we couldn't necessarily do that at our luxury. We would have to do this thing called evolve to live in that climate. Like, I was watching a lot of, like, documentaries on, like, uh, Netflix and Disney Plus and even some videos on YouTube of how, like, animals today um, have evolved pretty quickly to adapt to the way or how they you know their their surroundings like i believe that there's this rodent in california that's in like the mountain ranges that has developed a you know a certain like body temperature uh you know uh what's the word he like um cumulator cumulator um he 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 maintains a certain body temperature because he can't get you know, he can't be too low. He's got to be high up in elevation because, you know, they were forced there because of, you know, certain things that happened. They had to travel higher. And if they go lower, when it gets warmer, they, you know, they pretty much can't live there. So they have to live in this certain, you know, elevation in order to live. And I just thought that that was, you know, kind of insane because, you know, you, uh, they're animals. They're not smart like we are. They don't have thumbs and they can't make shit. Um... And, uh, you know, they just got to survive naturally through evolution and stuff like that. It's really bizarre, if you think about it. I mean, like, like imagine, like, if a snake, like, grew arms and grew legs and through evolution. Like, did, did was a snake a lizard first? I don't know. I have no idea. Kind of, you know, blows my mind. Some things. But, you know, hot. It's been hot. But it's cool now. Thank Christ. Um, I hope, you know, everybody out there is keeping cool, keeping, uh, you know, uh, not hot because I don't know if you guys turn on your air conditioning on that day or you just kind of sweated it out and like, you know what, I'm just, let's just tough it out. It's just one day, one or two days out of this week. It's going to cool right back down. Me personally, uh, put that AC on for a day. It was fine. It wasn't too bad. But after that, I got cold. I'm like, oh shit, do we need the heater on now? Like, it's this cold. Um, but, you know, actual, like, you know, days, like, clear skies, though, like, it's been pretty nice. It's been pretty nice, beautiful days lately. Um, that's kind of like what you expect, though, in the month of April, right? Like, you would kind of expect, like, spring. You would hope that it would stay springy, and it is, like, pretty springy right now. And there hasn't been a whole lot of rain. There's been maybe a day or two here and there. Here and there. Not like a you know ton of like April showers, but you know, it's been pretty nice except for a few hot days in springtime in California. Um, 
but it just feels like it's, you know, we're going to be on the brink of summer now. Like, I, I just feel like this year's spring, uh, I haven't really, f- like, you know, felt like I've never really, like, been like, oh, beautiful spring day. Or aren't you glad that it's spring? It's just like, no, I mean, like, one day it's hot, one day it's cold, and it's just like, yeah, this is April now. This is just how it is. In in California, we don't really have other seasons besides summer and winter. Like you, we can we can differentiate like the the seasons, you know, pretty easily. Those seasons, winter and uh, and uh, summer, easily. Summer is boiling hot, dry as an oven, hot. You know, stuff melts outside. You can't even go outside. Sometimes it just feels like terrible out there. Winter feels nice. I love the winter. Rains for the most part, colder, overcast. You know, not a whole lot of rain. Sometimes we get a, a buckets, but other times it's not that much. But for the most part, winter's pretty chill. You know, you feel like sometimes it could be colder. That it could, you know, get a little bit more brisk out there. You know, give me a little bit of something. I bought this coat like four years ago, and I barely wear it because it's just never really that cold. You know, let me let me use it, uh, weather. Let me let me put that to the test because I haven't been able to much. You know, most of the time it's just a uh, it's just perfect weather. And you know, that's what you get when you move to California. You get pretty nice weather year round. Pretty nice. It's really hard to feel gloomy in California for the most part. Now, when it does get gloomy and sad, you do feel it quite a bit. And it's like, this is a new feeling. Like, when it is winter, and you get a solid week of no sun, that as, you know, Californians is so very, very rare. Like, you rarely get that. Rarely you ever get, like, that much time without the sun. When it does happen, you're like, oh, man. You know, something about right now just not clicking, not feeling well. I mean, not like sick or anything like that just like you know maybe not as positive as you would want to be but you know you move on though you move forward and that's really what it's all about i want to take this uh moment right here to clarify uh last week's episode and not just not not i'm not apologizing but i might have sound come across a little bit of a a little conspiracy theorist to some people um the fact that I talked about pyramids, the fact that I talked about thoughts, the fact that I talked about um, what's after human beings, you know, uh, I, I, I just want to make it very clear. Like, conspiracy theorists, I feel like it's a bad name, like really bad, because, you know, most of them talk about Bigfoot, yeah, aliens, yeah, pyramids, yeah. But then, you know, with that also comes very serious things like... Uh, uh, you know, politics and stuff like that, celebrity stuff, um, lizard people and stuff like that. Like, it gets really, really icky, really icky, and really messy. Now, I like to stick to fun stuff, fun stuff that really does not affect all that many people out there. Like, pyramids don't really affect people out there. Bigfoot, probably not either, right? Like, unless you were brutally attacked by a Bigfoot, I do apologize, but I feel like that that number is extremely, extremely low. And I don't think I'm, you know, out of my mind to, you know, offend too many people about that. Bigfoot, in, in that case. Or Nessie, right? Nessie, like, you know, maybe he's terrorized a lot of fish and a lot of, you know, ocean life. That guy, the Loch Ness Monster, but... You know, as far as I know, they're not on Twitter, so I think I'm okay. Um, and and even at that, like, I mean, I mean, I would want Nessie to be alive. I don't know if you would, but I would. That'd be pretty sick. Um, but I just, yeah, I just want to clear it up. Like, I'm not, I, I really don't partake in any wild uh conspiracy theories regarding politics or certain people or certain like organizations, really. I'm more of the fun side, like Bigfoot, Nessie, UFOs, and the the pyramids. So, like, you're probably thinking, like, oh, this guy probably believes in, you know, uh, QAnon or something like that. No, <laughs> no. Um, I rarely, rarely ever pay attention to what, like, 
those that side of the conspiracy theory um, realm is. I really just kind of ignore that because as soon as I see certain names like uh, uh, politicians or things like other people saying all that, like I immediately lose interest. I'm like, all right, this is no longer fun. This has become too real. And if it's, you know, maybe not like real per se, like, you know, people that I know, but it's just like people are being affected by this in a way that probably I wouldn't want to be involved in or would want to ever talk about. So um, no worries. Please don't have any hesitations. Uh, I don't believe in most things. I believe in the rare few, but also that's just a belief. Like I did believe in Santa Claus when I was a kid. So, you know. It, just kind of think of it like that. My my obsession with 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 Bigfoot and UFOs is like is like a child's with Santa Claus. It's like, oh, I want to believe it. I want to see him, but it's like, after a while, it's like, well, maybe it's not real. You know, you have that you know that that re, uh, reality check. It's like, well, maybe I wasted my time. Now I'm not quite there yet with the UFOs. UFOs or the pyramids or Bigfoot or Nessie. Not there quite yet. But you know. Only time will tell. And also, like, bringing up, like, scientific stuff like that, like, evolution and all that, like, that that just gets my brain going. Like, I'm just, I'm just curious, like, like, you'd be surprised of, like, how many things, like, we just don't fully know about, but we can still draw, like, a conclusion just to kind of satisfy, like, the thought uh, of the moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if we... You know, we're studying something, but we can't really make a concrete uh, definition or a concrete um, hypotenuse that this is real or this is fake. And, and then we just kind of say, like, for the time being, this is what we'll go with. Like, can we really pinpoint, like, how old the universe is or how old the planet is um, to the T to be super accurate? Like, I don't think that we have that capability yet or that that knowledge yet we just kind of assume like yeah i mean we got this data we've got this we're not i mean we haven't discovered everything yet but you know what we got so far is it's this old or like dinosaurs died 65 million years ago um that's what our data to this date shows if we keep digging we'll probably find even more dinosaurs that were older than that or other creatures we don't know but at the time being that's what we're going with and that's fine we can have that but it's not like we can just slam the door shut and be like, all right, we covered that, it's over. Let's move on right now. What's up next? What's on the agenda? You know, open it. Open it back up. You know, find new discoveries and stuff like that. Do what we've always been born to do as human beings. Perceive, um, achieve, I don't know, keep going, I guess. Could you imagine if we weren't the dominant species on this planet? Imagine that. Like, everybody is like you know, mad about humans doing stuff to the planet, doing stuff to other animals, doing, like, you know, not like, you know, being totally reckless, right? Like, I, I like to think of, like, the, the, the example of hunting. When people say, like, they hunt, and I, do, I don't hunt, I've never hunted, I don't feel like I have the balls to hunt. But I'm going to say this on hunting, when people are like, you know what, man? Like, they see that they someone hunted a, uh, oh, I don't know, a, an, an, uh, a, a moose. Let's say somebody hunted a moose, right? And you'll get some people chatting and be like, well, you didn't really, you know, was in a fair fight. You, uh, you shot him from, like, um, you know, so many yards away. Why don't you tackle him with a, with a dagger and see what happens? It's like, what, are, are you kidding? Like, the... the how is that? How is that fair? You understand that the moose possesses muscular strength that we do not possess. We we built the you know the bow and arrow to take down these beasts to eat them, because we simply can't go toe to toe with them. It's not possible in our biology and our our physicality. It's just not possible. You know we suffer as humans as having you know smaller muscles and smaller. Um, you know, weaker athletic ability, while animals, f for the most part, every other, like, every, you know, besides, like, a tiny animal, could out-muscle us. We, but we, we, as humans, we possess the brain. 
we have brain power. Imagine if it was flipped. What if moose were the dominant species on this planet? And they made made guns. They made bows and arrows. Well, who would? What would happen in that scenario? You know, you just can't be like, oh, it's unfair. It's not natural. Well, well, I'm sorry, but we were born here too. I mean, like, just because we're smarter than all the others doesn't mean it's not fair and not natural. Like, last time I checked, humans are from Earth. You know, that's that's the that's um the proof right now. Humans are from Earth. You know, maybe if if some stupid study comes out and I'm, I'm not like stupid as like you know not true or not credible. But, you know, just one day, some wild study comes out. Like, humans are not from Earth. We're actually from Giga 5 or, you know, Omega 3 or stuff like that. And then you're like, oh, shoot. Well, why are, why are we here? It's like, you know, then, okay, then it's not fair. But if we're all from Earth and we all had that chance, and just by, you know, the sliver of randomness, the sliver of how the life works, and we were, we were bestowed knowledge and how we, you know tackle problems with our brains and not our, you know, brute strength like other species do. I mean, I'm I mean that's that's just the way it happened. It's there's it's not un, unfair. It's just how it is, you know? I always I've always been like kind of like you know, like puzzled of how some people think that way. Like it's unfair for me to go out to you know, uh, if I wanted to, if I had any desire, if I wanted, you know, something to eat and I didn't want to buy from a store, why can't I go out and, and, and shoot an elk and then, you know, preserve the elk and live off that elk for like a year? And it's one elk, right? It's just one. And you don't pick like the the younger elks. You pick like the older elk that's have that's had a long precious, beautiful life grazing in the wildlife. And, you know, it would be probably in the most humane way possible. The worst is if you let the elk live long and then he gets mauled and ripped apart by a grizzly or a Kodiak in the most painful way possible. Like, nature is not pleasant. Nature is vile. Nature is violent. It is... It is nasty. It's it's primal. It's raw. It's it's real. Like the, you don't see a bear like tackling you and just stabbing you in the heart real quick and then wait for you to peacefully bleed out. That motherfucker will rip your face off when you're alive, and he will gnaw on your leg, you know, like it's a bone for a dog. That that I mean, like the the bear knows no better. The bear doesn't feel like that you're in pain. Oh, I need to put him out of its misery. I mean, for the most part, we we do do that. Well, hunters will fire in like a super, you know, vile spot where like essentially the animal like will feel it and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully if the hunter is good enough, will bleed out pretty peacefully. You know, get sleepy and then, you know, go to the big sleep as humane as possible. As they possibly can, as we possibly know how to hunt, right? It's not like we're like they're killing, they're hunting. It's different. That's just kind of on my mind right now. Not saying that I would ever hunt. No, I'm I, I'm too weak to do that. First of all, it's a lot of walking, which I'm not. I'm, I'm, I mean, I do that, but like, I don't. I'm also like very scared. I I know like I I, I sound like the most courageous man on the planet. But in, in, like, real life, like, I mean, I've been spooked by squirrels. And snakes freak me out, too. I mean, I, I, I've i seen deer in the wild up close. And I'm like, holy shit, like, where the fuck is the mom? I don't want to be near the mom because what if they try to stampede me or something like that? I've seen bears in the wild. You know, not up, not, not like super up close, but I'm like, holy shit, we gotta leave. Because if the mom or if, uh, if that's a male that's violent, then we're screwed. We're, we're effed. But, you know, we had to do it at some point. Humans had to survive one way or the other before, you know, hunting, you know, hunting and gathering. I mean, I mean, uh, 
before um, farming and all that was hunting and gathering. You just had to hunt and gather food to survive. It's just how we are. That's how we thrive. You know, communities, uh, groups of people, that's how we that's how we live. You know, you go out to, you know, a restaurant. Usually you're with your family or another person. Sometimes you can be by yourself, but for the most part, family or friends and all that. Just, you know, the camaraderie of being together. The togetherness is what makes us human, I guess. And other animals do that too. Like you get like um, wildebeest, uh, elephants, hippos, rhinos, Lions have prides. Hyenas have packs. I think um, every animal on this planet is 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 uh, meant to be social. I guess to their brain's capacity. Like I'm pretty sure. Like I don't know if like animals could like communicate with one another. I'm not sure about that. I know dolphins can and humans can. So can chimps. But a lion, like I, like when they're roaring, are they like saying words? Are they shouting? Are they, like, saying, get the fuck out of here, hyena? Or are they just making intimidating sounds? Like, I, I don't know what's what's happening. Like, like it, when a dog barks at me, is it trying to have a conversation? Like, how was your day, bro? Like, you know, like, how, how, how was it? How was your date? You know, or, like, are they just, like, you know, in their own dog brain, are they just saying, like, they know that this sound will get him to do this, this sound will know that I like him. This sound knows that it will let him know that I'm not in the mood to play right now. You know, I'm not in the mood to go fetch a ball or a stick. I don't know. You know, remember as a kid when you would watch cartoons and they would try to put it in a, the perspective of a dog's eyes or the dog's vision? I've always thought, like, you know, that that kind of was bullshit. Like, how, how can we see what a dog sees, or imagine what a dog sees like, like, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, they always picture like a dog in the cartoons, he sees all in black and white, his hearing is all high pitched, and like, you know, the slightest little ring like sets him off and all that, I've seen that a couple times in a couple of cartoons, I'm like, that can't be fucking real, that cannot be real, I mean like, it, it would be cool, it would be interesting if that's how it really was, I'm no dog expert. I would like to see some data on that. But, you know, maybe it's just it's just to show kids, you know, back in the day, like, you know, dogs see things different than humans do. I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, bats, do bats even see? I know they have eyes, but can they really see? You know the expression, he's blind as a bat, or she is blind as a bat? Like, what, I mean, like, they can't be, like, fully blind, right? They gotta be able to see, like, you know, shapes and blurs and, like, figures, right? I know, like, the bats have, like, sonar, too, like, that that the the waves bounce off the object, go back into their brain, and they know, like, oh, I can't fly there, I'll fucking hit a rock, or I'll hit a, you know, I can't fly that deep into the cave, because I don't really know what's out there, because my sonar don't reach that far, you know, I just, I don't know, truly don't know. I know if, you know, if they're completely blind or not. I'm sure they might be, if that expression holds up. That's been going on for, like, years. Like, he's blind as a bat. Like, really? Bats are blind? I had no idea. Or, how does a spider see? It's got, like, eight eyes. How does that work? You know? Why does a spider have eight legs? What, like, why is it different than an insect? And what do insects think of spiders? I know that spiders are, like, you know, pretty key to the food chain, if you think about it. They kill a lot of pests and bugs, like flies. They, they, they love killing flies in their webs, which is great because flies are annoying. Like, the most, like, useless, you know, thing on this planet is probably a fly, if you think about it. You know, other than me, it's probably a fly. But, yeah, I, I just, I... If we didn't have any flies... Spiders would probably die, right? Other bugs would probably die. Um, and I feel like, you know, the food chain is really, really, like... It's it's pretty perfect, I would say, you know, for the moment. And then if you don't have spider, or if you don't have flies, you probably don't have spiders. And if you don't have spiders, you know, maybe lizards die, or rats die, or whoever eats spiders. Like, 
you know, they die, someone else dies, and then, it's, you know, it's all fucked up, and everything is all screwy, you know? Like, imagine if, like, there were no meat on this planet. If everybody was a vegan, everybody ate plants, then I think that we would ultimately adapt to more plants. I feel like, this is just a, you know, a thought, that if, if, we, if human beings were the only species uh, like, like, of animals on this planet, right? Like, there was no cows, there was no sh- uh, lamb, no alligator, right? Just plants and insects. And, and spiders, too, because they're not, they're not insects. We would have to adapt to just eating plants all day. You know, and eating, like, you know, obviously the ones that we can eat, but, you know, what if that one runs out? What if we got to eat something that's not really digestible f- to our system? We we would have to evolve quickly. And in that process, people will die because we can't eat every plant out there. Like, we can eat lettuce, yeah, sure. Spinach, yeah. Kale, yeah. Carrots, beets, you know. We can eat all that. That's all fine. But you can't digest grass. You can't digest uh, weeds, as much as you see cows eat it and everything else eat it, you as a human being at this point in time, you cannot digest grass. That's a fact. Don't don't try it, kids. Don't don't do not eat grass or weeds. Do not do that. You it will not be good. Um, but for the most part, we can eat a lot of we can eat a lot of meat. We can eat a lot of meat. We can eat cows, lambs, sharks, lots of fish, calamari. Um. We can eat, we, we we can pretty much eat a lot, if not almost all of the meat out there. Do we do it? No. We kind of have boundaries. Like cow, yeah, fuck yeah. Sheep, or not sheep, lamb, fuck yeah. Horse, hell no. You cannot eat a horse. Dog, no way. Cat, no, you can't eat that. What about snake? Sure you can. Frog, hell yeah, you can. Snail? Absolutely. That's a cuisine. That that's that's high high eating, high end eating right there. You can eat that all you want. I've always been wanting to try new foods too. Like venison or duck or quail or uh shark. You know, just to just to see what they taste like. You know, how, how how do other cultures consume other food or other animals? Because, you know, not every country or culture lives off the basis of, like, cattle, chicken, pork, um, and, uh, you know, I guess you could say ven- the deer as well, venison. As other countries eat, like, you know, boar, bison, uh, you know, other a lot of gamey meats, you know? And I've never really had too many gamey meats out there. I once had a bison burger at a restaurant. That was wild. Definitely tastes a little different than beef. Pretty similar, but, you know, you could taste the difference there. It's not terrible, but it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm so used to cow, and I'm like, this ain't cow. I like it, but I'm like, mm. I'm just so used to cow, like, you know, what if this is, like, too extreme for me? What if my stomach cannot handle it? And what if I reject it? My body's like, no, I fucking hate this and vomit, shit, whatever. But I'm down for it, though. I, I need to, I, I want to experience that. I want to try venison. I've heard that's really good as well. Um, I've heard some people eat veal, which is like a baby animal. I think it's like a baby deer, a baby cow. I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to, you know, get it incorrect and have people at my throat. Um, veal. Uh, th- that's veal. I can't spell. Um, is it V-E-E-L? Nope. V-I-E-L? Veal? Yeah, I cannot spell. Great. Um, but I've heard of it. And I've heard it's a delicacy. I've heard it's, like, pretty good. But I've also heard, like... People eat caviar too, which is which which are fish eggs, if I'm correct. Um, I've never had it myself. 
I mean, I, 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 I I'm pretty sure it's accepted. Like people like don't get really mad if you eat fish eggs. You know, even like vegetarians eat fish sometimes, right? Sometimes they eat fish or chicken. So it's like, it can't be that bad, right? If like, if you're going to cut out steak, but you're going to eat fish eggs, if I'm neither a vegetarian or a vegan, I mean, what the hell, right? I, I mean, I, I'm sure I can try it. You wonder if vegans are fully happy as much as I am with only eating plants and shit like that. Not shit, that's that's kind of offensive. Uh, plants and other stuff like that. Stuff, that's what I meant to say. Uh, like, I feel like a vegan person can't, like... Maybe not can't. But I'm pretty sure, like, the alternatives for vegan stuff, like meat substitutes, have gotten better over time. Like... I'm pretty sure, like, a, a a vegan burger at McDonald's is pretty baller. Like, really baller, if you think about it. Like, they'll probably even say it even tastes better than beef. Which kind of draws a concern to me. It's like, well, what's in that? What, what's in that? Like, Because fast food, believe it or not, they probably want their entire menu to be vegan. Why? So they don't have to buy beef. They can just cook up a patty in a lab, you know, and send it out like that. We'll put this, 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 and make it solid and all that. That way, we don't have to buy premium beef. You know? I mean, like, if you think of fast food, it's highly, you know, it feels, I guess you could say, sometimes it feels very manufactured. And what better to manufacture your own patty in a lab or in a, you know, a kitchen, I guess, I'll be polite, and serve that, not having to buy beef or have cows slaughtered to make into beef. Why not just make it yourself? It cost it'd be a whole lot cheaper, and if they can make it taste even better than an actual beef patty, well, I, that that actually kind of scares me. Now, not all vegan substitutes I've heard of that taste very good. A lot of them taste don't taste all that great. And you know, if you want to be healthier, you'll probably stay away from the fast food options and just be like stick to the. You know, the ones at Whole Foods Whole Foods, or something like that. Whole Foods has got a lot of that stuff. Whole Foods, I've never been. I feel like I would be not allowed. But, uh, you know, that's just, you know, I'll probably go and be like, yo, am I accepted? Can I walk in here? I eat meat. I eat fatty food. I, I love potato chips. Can I Can I come in? And if they say no, then I'll be like, okay, cool, fine, whatever. That's that's your policy. If you don't think I'm high enough to eat or shop at Whole Foods, I'll happily leave. I'm not here to fight you. Just wanted to make sure that I'm okay to walk in. But my point is, like, there's just something about eating junk food and stuff made by an animal that kind of makes me sane. Like, and I, and I know I've never even tried or attempted to be vegan. There's honestly nothing that's that I've ever seen that's made me want to be vegan. And I know people who are vegans have this story or this coming of age or this, you know, moment in their lives where they're like, they're like, I'm never going to eat a meat again. Which, you know, I mean, I've never had that. But if you have, then, you know, that's your freedom to do it. But I feel like you are still human, though. You're still human. You probably still want to have a steak or a cheeseburger, or a hot dog, or dairy, for that matter. Now, I know we have nut substitutes for for dairy. We have what, oat milk. That's not nut. Almond milk, oat milk, soy milk, which has kind of been not on the same level, I feel like, as almond milk or oat milk now. Soy used to be the top alternative to milk. Everything was about soy milk, not, no, not everything, but it was it was always the, mo- the most common substitute to actual cow milk. And now it's like oat and almond. I've never tried either. But, I mean, you can't really milk an almond or a oat. So, why not just call it like almond juice or oak juice? You, you still want to call it milk because it's, it feels right to you. You know? Which I get it. I mean, you, wanna, you want it to feel... As natural as possible. I feel like, you know, 
you kind of they kind of make things in in the form of beef or in the form of an animal product. Like I've seen like vegan steaks, vegan patties, vegan chicken. It's like you want your brain wants that stuff. It wants it, but you're rejecting it. Like so you're creating things to make it sound like you're eating beef or chicken, but you're really eating beans or plants or, you know, something else. So I mean, hey, I, I don't know. I'm not a vegan. I'm not trying to bash on vegans here. I'm just saying, like, maybe there's something there that, you know, is, like, uh, I want to say not natural, but, like, you're craving something there. Like, you're craving a, a cheeseburger, and you don't want to eat a cheeseburger, but I'm going to make this look like one so I can trick my brain into thinking that I'm having a cheeseburger. Right? I, I, that's what I'm kind of feeling there. Um... And I just feel like, you know, a good old cheeseburger, a natural beef cheeseburger can lift up and make somebody's day. Some, you know, it could really make somebody's day. I don't know. That's just what I think. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of people who are vegan and they seem very happy with their lives. But, you know, I doubt it. You know, I, I, I doubt that they have the same enjoyment as somebody like me who just scarfs down meat every day. It's 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 crazy how much we meat we eat, right? We we eat a lot of meat, a ton of meat. I mean, every day in my life, everything we cook for dinner, there's gonna be meat in it every single day. That's why Lent is so hard for me, so hard. You 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 would not imagine how much meat that we consume. Don't get me wrong, I love it, I love meat, but it's crazy how much we eat of it. That way, when Lent does come, can't eat meat on Friday, it's like, oh, shit, well, what am I going to eat? It's crazy. Then you got to, you know, result to, um, I result to dairy or fish. Where I'll go to, like, I'll get some, maybe a cheese pizza, either from, like, a store or, like, an actual pizza place, like a frozen pizza. Or, you know, you can make, like, fish sticks, you know, tater tots. Something maybe fries, something with you know what to do with fries. You can make uh, nachos without meat, quesadillas, you know stuff like that. And it's always like, it's not meat, but it's still good. Like you, you wouldn't catch me making like a, uh, a caprese salad for dinner during Lent. It's just I, I just don't feel like I, I ate a meal, or, or I'm not gonna house nuts all day. As much as I love nuts, I love. Almonds, peanuts, pistachios, uh, cashews. I, I, I'm a big nut guy. I, I, I believe in nuts. Like, nuts are great. But I'm like, I'm not going to just live off of nuts. I'm craving meat. And, you know, that's just kind of part of our biology, I feel like. You know? everybody. I mean, we do have canine teeth. You know, for a reason, I believe, to to shred meat and eat meat, and we have molars too to 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 grind down not only meat but also plants. And you can eat a balanced diet of salad, you know, bread, maybe a potato, and meat, and you'll be fine. You'll be good. You'll be great. You know, it's not like super bad food, but it's pretty balanced, right? I don't know. That's just what I think. I'm no nutritionist. But I've eaten a lot of food, and I think that I uh, I can boil it down to what makes me feel good. Yes, I can have a salad. Of course I'll have a salad. Yes, and I'll feel good eating it. I'll feel good eating it, and I'll feel good how my body feels when you eat it. Then I'll have a steak. I'll be like, yes, I feel good. I feel like I'm eating protein all that. I'm feeling good. And then I'll have an ice cream. Not because it's good for my body, but it's good for my... My cravings, my brain, I guess you could say, you know, your body, your body only craves because of your brain. You don't really need ice cream. I mean, sure, it's got dairy, but you need that endorphin or that sweetness or something that your brain like is wanting. You got to satisfy that or else you're going to be like, oh, I didn't get my this. I need to get that. I need this. I need that. It's like, and it's like, what, well, what do you do then? You know, I mean, sure. Again, you can have the vegan alternative, which I'm sure is now perfected. 
but I don't think that it's going to be better than like natural ice cream. There's no way that vegan ice cream is going to be better than actual ice cream. It's like, I can't eat frozen yogurt because I feel like it's just a ripoff of ice cream. I actually really hate frozen yogurt. And I don't mean to be controversial. I really, I just don't like it. I've tried it a couple times. You got to add a lot of shit to it, like gummies and nuts and fruit and shit like that. It's like, bro, you don't even need that with ice cream. You just get a scoop of ice cream and you're good. It's, 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 why do we go to this extreme to make something that tastes good but needs all these absolutely ridiculous attachments like, like frozen yogurt? Why? We have ice cream. We're good. We're fine. Just eat in moderation. Don't eat so much ice cream. Then you'll be good. You know, have, make it a treat. Satisfy that craving and then just move on. It'll be fine. You'll be fine. I think we all be fine. Um, I want to talk to you guys about to, um, something that has kind of been irritating me quite a bit. I use, I'm a I'm a man, right? I shower. I like to be clean. I like to be fresh, smell good. I love it. And for my entire life, I've been using Dove soap because I, I honestly I I can't stand actual soap. I don't know what it is, but I absolutely cannot stand the waxy feel when you use a basic soap. I don't know what is in Dove to make you not feel like all waxy. Maybe it's because of the fact that they add lotion and all that, but I I just I can't use basic ass soap. I hate it. I'm, a, I'm I've been a Dove guy for my entire life essentially. So the new Dove, I mean maybe not the new new Dove, but Dove now is is kind of robbing me of my cleanliness. I think I don't think Dove has always had that Dove print on their soap bars. For like for as long as I can remember, maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago they've been having that Dove print. And it's always been like a nice touch. It adds like this is fancy soap. Like when I when I open the box, I'm like, this is fancy soap. This is Dove. The way that the the bar is shaped, the Dove print in it, you know, the the soft box, the soft feeling of the soap too. I feel like I'm like getting the the creme de la creme of the soaps out there. And I feel and you know you feel fresh, you feel good, you smell good. The moisturization is also a nice touch. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Feels good. But now, this this Dove print in the soap is so big now that the soap bar is just disintegrating and melting faster than ever before. It's unbelievable. Like, it's almost like comparing it to when you get a bag of chips. And you're like, this is a king-size bag, a family-size bag. You open it, and it's like a regular size bag. It's like, where's all the chips? This is just air. And I get that the air is used in those bags of chips to preserve the chips because, frankly, potatoes probably shouldn't be lasting all that long. You know? They probably should not be. Should be going bad within a day or two. But chips can last, potato chips can last up to, what, two, three weeks? Stay fresh? Maybe? I'm no scientist, but I could put that to the test if you guys wanted to. Do an experiment, get a lab coat and everything, and really test how long a chip, potato chip, can go without getting tasting bad, stale, moldy. I don't even know if chips mold. I I don't even know. Bread does. You know, they say that bread should not be in a dark place, that the sunlight actually helps fend off the mold. That's what I've heard. But, like, there's a bread box, which lets in no light. So it's like... It was like an invention to make sure that you buy more bread. I mean, maybe that wasn't the intention, but looking back at it now, it it seems like it just makes the bread go bad faster. That way you got to buy more bread. I don't know. But anyway, back to Dove. I swear to God, this, this, this happens more. Like, I remember a, a bar of soap would last me much longer than it does now. Even when I start using it, the f- I opened one today. Today I opened one. 
And I could have swore it already felt like so small after one use. And I don't use it like a whole lot. I don't use like an over amount of soap. I use a pretty good amount of soap. But I feel like just today especially, this motherfucker, this, this bar soap is already getting so small. I was like, what is happening? Now, maybe it's not just the imprint of the dove that is so deep that nowadays it's just like, well, I mean, we just got less soap now. It might also be the, the recipe for the soap. Maybe the soap is now more meltable. Maybe it just doesn't last as long now because of a new recipe, new ingredient. I don't know. But I definitely think that the dove does hurt a lot because some bars, man, it goes about maybe like a quarter of an inch in or half an inch in. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm actually shocked how deep that print of the dove goes into. As iconic as it is, maybe we should ditch the dove uh, print on soap for dove. Um, I just feel like it would be a better bar- bargain, you know, a lot better uh, yeah, buy purchase, I guess. You know, not I wouldn't feel gypped like I do when I buy a bag of chips. I, I, yeah, I just, I don't want that feeling anymore. I don't. It's almost like, you know, comparing it to, you know, not only the chips, but like now, uh, what's it called? Like pretty much any item that's in like a bag now. Cheez-Its too. My God. They, they, they have gypped me out of Cheez-Its now. Goldfish too. Other snacks. I remember when, when Snickers bars were a pretty decent size. Now they're like either you know, pretty mediocre, or king size. They, like, completely got rid of, like, the baby, the basic size of Snickers bars. And I'm just like, what's going on here? What are we doing? Why Why are we doing this? Is it because the companies are so greedy? I don't know. Truly, I have no idea. I wish I knew, though. That, But we would never know. Why would we know? Then we would stop buying it, and it's like, well, we need you to buy because we want to keep making money. It's like, uh Bring back the regular size Snickers bars, man. I remember when the 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 uh, the the Twix got smaller. The Twix bar used to be a lot bigger than it is today, a lot bigger. Not like thickness, but longer. And uh, it was it was a great candy. It still is a great candy, but I just feel like it just it's not as good. Also, candy to me now, chocolate candy. Certain certain chocolate candies have not tasted as good as it used to. Maybe it's because my palate has gotten a little bit more sophisticated. Maybe I'm just older. I don't know. But I remember a Crunch Bar used to taste like, used to taste amazing back then. Back in the day, a Crunch Bar was my favorite bar. <clears throat> and something I think it was the, the 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 transition from foil to plastic. Something happened along the way. Maybe it was those the foil and the plastic, but it just never tasted as fresh as it used to be, or as sweet as it once was. And it, it saddened me, really did. And I love the way they had the, the, the crunch in the foil, too. It was a nice touch. It, it felt like a, you know, you know like it, somebody actually packaged, packaged it with, like, love. And, like, I don't know why. but it, And it was, like, actual foil, too. Like, not like a, a little, like, a, a, a piece of paper with a shiny metal uh, surface, right? It was actual foil. And I was like, wow, this is, this feels great. This is this is my favorite uh, chocolate bar. My favorite, one of my favorite parts was like removing the foil and eating the chocolate bar. That was, I mean, that was just like so rewarding as a kid. It was like opening up a present, you know. <clears throat> That's what it felt like to me. Now it's just tear open the plastic and get your chocolate bar needed. And what is what is covering it up? Plastic, plastic. You know they always say that plastic is not good for human beings. I don't know the reason why, the reasons why, but you know how there's like bottles with like BPA free, like what the fuck is BPA? Is that in like my glasses? Is that in my, you know, my, my computer, my TV, my remote, my game, my gaming controller? Like, should I not be in contact with this stuff? Like, like I know I shouldn't be, I mean, if a, if a water bottle has a label that says BPA free, and I'm drinking out of that, right? The water is going into that bottle and being, you know, drunken and ingested by me. Well, I mean, like, is that all that's bad in the bottle? Is that all? Is it only BPA? What, is, what else is in there? GPA? 
like what what else is bad in these water bottles and why do they have to put that bpa free on there like something must have happened some somebody must have gotten sick and maybe sued a company and like okay we got to put bpa free on the bottle now why because someone got sick and they got really messed up and might have been because of the bpa in the water bottle and like now we got to put a big label on there saying it's bpa free that nobody will get hurt by it i mean it's insane truly i i <laughs> The way we make things, too, it kind of, like, we used to make things super, you know, like, with high-end quality, right? Cars, for example, cars nowadays are so flimsy. They're so flimsy. It's not, like, the the material looks like metal, but it's, like, hard plastic, like, like, aluminum almost. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, you can easily dent a car with, like, a just a bad little tap by another person. Like, a dent right there. Dent, right there, there, dent. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure, like, the, 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 the material used to make a car now is safer because I can only imagine you getting into, like, a, a car wreck with, like, a... a, a a car made of like solid steel, right? Like like old cars used to were like made of this big heavy steel and metal that if you got into a car crash could be very very terrible because I know that now cars today are made to like kind of like crumple up and like I I guess kind of like absorb a lot of that energy when they crumple up and make sure to not like crumple too much that way you die. Because if, like, if, like, you're in, like, a, a, a solid steel car, like a metal car, like, back in the day, and you get into a head-on crash, I mean, like, first of all, the airbag te- technology back then probably wasn't as good as it was today. Also, like, it's going to be, like, a legit, like, stop because it's, it's, it's a stronger metal, right? Like, you see cars today that are, like, that look, like, so wrecked and so destroyed, and some of them, like, are really destroyed but also some are like just because the cars are made that way to to have that kind of impact to to take that impact and to look like they're absolutely destroyed but then again you're not going to want to drive that disgusting ass car because it looks terrible and that's why you got to get it fixed and all that but like you know cutting corners and making it like stuff look cheaper and all that it's just insane i mean i was watching a documentary actually last week and it was called american factory and it was about this Chinese, this Chinese company, that um, that moved that that bought out a factory in the U.S. in Dayton, Ohio, and it was called Fuyao Glass, and they manufactured glass for like um, cars and automobile automobiles, like like windshields and all that, and they manufactured those, and they 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 created them, and they put them on the uh, the they made so many, and they ship them to like. You know, Chevy, Toyota, Ford, and all that, and they, that's how they made their money was just making like windshields and all that, and glass. And um, they wanted to see if they could implement like a, like a, a cultural like not a change but like a cultural like a uh, inter like um, collaboration between American workers and Chinese workers and how that would work. And it was insane. It was crazy because you saw like how much American workers depend on having a weekend, having paid time off, having holidays, um, working eight hours. And, uh, if they're, you know, if, if you have to work overtime that you get paid for that overtime, you know, like how you would, you know, how Americans work today. Like, you know, we all kind of, you know, we, we, we expect the company to give us benefits give us paid time off at a certain point, 40 hours a week, um, safe conditions at work, um, you know, both physically and mentally, no harassment, and, um, you know, just a safe and upbeat workplace. That, that's, like, kind of, like, what where our standards are and, like, how we approach, like, you know, going into jobs and all that because we're spending a lot of time over there and, like, we can't just be miserable the entire time. That's not a way to live your life. To be miserable at your job and just be like, I hated my life here, and that just shaves years off your life. Just being miserable and stressed out, like you, you don't want that. You don't want that. But that's how we're conditioned, and that's how we think that when we approach a job, that we kind of expect that. Weekend, paid time off, holidays, forty hours a week, overtime, benefits, all that stuff. The Chinese, though, 
they they don't expect any of that. I mean, those guys, the Chinese, first of all, are in in this documentary are like incredible workers. They don't give a shit about safety, about holidays, about um, weekends, overtime. They just don't stop working. But but that's part of their culture, though. Because in the documentary, they, they have to educate the Chinese like, this is American now, right? This is different. People are very much encouraged to do well, and they reward Americans a lot for, for doing work. I, I'm assuming from that explanation, Chinese are not, you know, um, brought up on confidence and brought up on, you know, good job or you did good today or rewards like that. They, they, they just, they, they just focus on working, like doing the task and doing it as fast as possible and not care about at all for safety. And I'm like, dude, like, all right, like legit, like they're better than us. Like they work better, but like, that's just their mentality. Like, it's just like, shut up and work essentially, and it's like, dude, I I mean, I don't know, like, how that company's doing now, I know that documentary is, like, a little bit older, I think it's, like, maybe 2019 when it was, like, released, actually, let me check it out right now, because I don't want to botch it, and, uh, uh, you know, get it wrong, because it was a really good documentary, I mean, like, it's really, it was really good, 2019, yeah, 2019, and it was really well done, you know, but it just kind of shows, like, the, the difference between cultures, and how we how we see work, and how Chinese people see work. How Chinese executives are like, you know, and, and and owners and presidents are like, you know what? We gotta cut these people because yeah, I know they have jobs and they got families, but like, whatever. They're not helping us do our work correctly. They're not um, as efficient as Chinese workers are. They're not um, motivated enough. They want to unionize, and unions in China are like pretty much non-existent. So it's like, I mean, like, and they, you see, like, people fighting, like, a Chinese worker would fight with a, an American worker, like, on stuff like that, like, yeah, you can't do that, like, this is, like, totally not safe, and they just, they have no idea what that means. Safety is, like, not even a thought. These guys were, you know, because what the broken, the, the broken glass would, like, be filtered into this, like, one little area, and it'd be, like, different colored glasses, and they got to separate each colored glass, and these guys were just going out with like the the guys were saying like they had no safety glasses they had uh uh non rip or um uh non rip resistant gloves or pants and they were just going at it they didn't care they didn't care about their safety at all and it was just like wow i mean we we are so like <laughs> american workers are so like privileged and privileged and soft like very 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 privileged very soft compared to the Chinese workers, like, Jesus, man, I, now I know why, like, so many, like, dangerous jobs go there, because that's just their entire mentality, is, like, who gives a fuck if, you, if you're safety, just do the job, and you can have a job, you know, at the, at the bottom line, like, they, they just want a job, right, I feel like so do Americans, too, but also with that job, we expect to have a life, and we expect to have safety, and to have mental stability, and mental, um, you know, not maybe not mental health, but like assuring that that the job is not going to destroy our fucking, you know, will to live. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm 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 joking around, and I'm laughing, but it's like it's like it's really just bizarre of how different our countries are and our cultures are, and you know, just it's kind of it's 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 crazy, you know. It's, it was a first for me. Like, I've never really experienced of how, you know, you hear rumors, like, of, like, sweatshops and all that in China and, like, how bad it is. And, like, seeing this, it's like, damn, these guys just don't care. And, like, their conferences in China are, like, like so upbeat and so enthusiastic. And, like, when you get to the job, it's, like, it's almost like hell, honestly. They were complaining like Americans only work eight hours a week. They get weekends off when we're super busy and we got to work every day over 12 hours every day. It's like that's just drilled into their brain. Like that's how we are. That's how we operate. And they just go by it. It's crazy. But it really like enlightens you and it really shows you the differences between different cultures. And I think that that's like kind of like what I was wanting to see. 
like we're all human beings, right? We're all people. We all are pretty much the same. You know, ideas, ideologies, ways of life, um, belief systems, uh, the, 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 the belief in like human life is precious and all that and we got to have human rights for the most part. And, you know, other countries, are, they're just not totally on board with that. They're not, they're just not. And it's like, it's weird to see that. It's super, super weird to see that. How it's in another country. It's like, you go to Europe, man. They have, some parts of Europe have like, we're taking two hours off in the middle of the day to have a nap. To make lunch and to have a nap. They 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 have structured their societies to straight up stop working for two hours every day and do nothing. And, and and they're they're still fully functional, like they 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 don't there's like no dip in the economy sometimes for the most part. If it is, it's not by much. I mean, their society is not falling apart because they have siestas and they take breaks like that. Like I'm pretty sure it would have by now, but they they've worked it into a way where it doesn't harm them at all. I mean, think about that. That's great. I mean, and it's not just other places like like restaurants sometimes do that too. Like like Chick Fil A. As much as I love them, I would, like, they are missing out on a, a full day of business on Sunday. They're they're closed on Sunday, and 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 they're they're like, we don't need to be open. It's like what? Like any other company would have been like, we are open seven days a week. We'll get holidays, a couple holidays, sure, couple, but for the most part, we're working every day. If we have to close early because of a holiday, we'll push it to as late as we can. But we'll be open every day. Chick-fil-A, you get Sundays off, you get Christmas off, and they're still one of the most popular restaurants in America and the most profitable restaurants in America. It's insane. It's insane. But, you know, they're, they, they're, they're able to do it. They are. People are... I, the lines for Chick-fil-A are insane. And they're not even open every day. Right, but that that kind of like gets your mind going. Like, well, I gotta go Saturday because I can't go Sunday. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they get just expect like Sunday is gonna be like a double, like a double day, I guess, a double shift essentially, because everybody gotta get their Chick Fil A before Sunday, or else they can't get it. They gotta wait till Monday. It's it's insane. It's crazy, but you know, they've got it down to a science how it works. You know, stuff like that. Everybody operates differently. Everybody kind of figures out, like, do we really need to be open this many days? Can we sacrifice this? Can we, you know, be a little bit smarter with our money and how, what we do and how we, you know, prioritize stuff? They, they just got smart people, man. They got smart people who know what they're doing. It's always the dumb people that, you know, when companies go under, when stuff just does not happen efficiently and on time and there's money issues and stuff like that and supply issues and like oh we fucked up and then poof business is done some some like Chick-fil-A can afford to take a day off and just be cool they, they, they have no interest in opening and working on Sundays from, from what I know and it's like they're still alive and still kicking in one of the bigger fast food chains in this country I mean they must be doing something better better like a lot better than McDonald's or Taco Bell or anybody else. It's like, it's crazy. I know we talked nothing about sports, but I wanted to save the sports for next week when the NBA playoffs fully come back. And there's been a couple playoff games that have play in games that have been pretty decent, pretty good, but I, I'm, I'm more interested into, you know, talking about the actual playoffs themselves. So next week we'll have that. I do plan to see Sonic the Hedgehog 2 this weekend. Um, if the plans don't fall through, I should have a review up by next Thursday, obviously. <clears throat> the only thing is I kind of hate going to see these movies because of their... Sonic is a kid's movie. I mean, it's... it's You know, nerds like us want to see it. that We played Sonic games and all that. We want to see that too. You know, but it's like... It's mainly a kid's movie. And like, I saw the first one in theaters. I'm like, I kind of don't want to see the second one in theaters because there's just so many fucking kids yelling and shit. And I don't want to... I don't want to do this anymore, but we probably will see it. I probably will see it with a couple of friends. 
and review it next week. That's the plan, at least for right now. So that that should be up next week too. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And remember, you can find this podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all under Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. This drops every Thursday. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Share the podcast. If you want to send me a DM of an idea, of a topic, whatever you want, um, the social medias are all linked in the description in every you know form of whatever you listen or watch it. It should all be there. So give it a shot. Tell your friends, tell your family, whatever. Tell them to listen. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for watching. And I will see you guys back next time.